making the pulse of Elkhart. This is On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And welcome to On the Beat on the Heart, 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. It is a Monday and a Monday with the mayor. Back at it with Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson. Uh, After the long weekend, I know that he should feel uh, plenty rested after last weekend because he also missed our show last week. So he had like, I I think that means you had a a four-day weekend. I I don't know how many mayors get to take four-day weekends. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't ever have a weekend. Yeah, I know. You know, you, you know, you may have a weekend, but I can't figure out when I have a weekend uh, because there's always uh, a call that's being made. Uh, there's a, you know, there's an emergency. There's a, the, what, you know, we uh, over uh, the course of uh, the last weekend, I was getting updates of, of the family um, uh, who. Uh, there were two who perished in a fire on Oakland. Uh, one, uh, one was a five-year-old child, uh, unfortunately, and I get that news. Uh, whenever there's a, uh, an event that occurs inside of the city, um, uh, our, our public safety officials uh, give me a call to, to keep me abreast. And a city our size, there, there are quite a few events at times, and sometimes uh, they are not uh, the ones I want to hear. But... Uh, they're the ones that we need to be aware of in order to make sure that we're providing the appropriate response to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I don't know when I have a four day weekend, no matter where I am. Even yeah. when, when I went to my daughter's graduation in Baltimore, I got a couple of calls, yeah, I ima- uh, but that's okay. Yeah. I imagine that's you, okay. I imagine you did. You got it. You, you've got that. Uh, you've got those, uh, you get the two phones, you get the work phone and your regular phone and uh, they're always ringing yeah, constantly. I, I, I call it my bat phone, my bat phone and my regular phone. Uh, and it just so happens that, that for some reason, my, my phone carrier is struggling today. So texts and phone calls are not going out. Now, you know, <laughs> that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, uh, but, uh, but at any rate, we work through, do what we do. Uh, but it is, uh, it's, you know, it's quite, it's, I've always felt as though this is the. I've always felt as though this is a a wonderful uh, opportunity uh, because in May, uh, May becomes uh, the the kind of you know you know Memorial Day kicks off a, a a time of the year that makes you feel as though it's time to get out, it's time to do things, uh, and we've only been a, a couple of weeks on this side of of opening up our city, so. Uh, to open up the city, uh, to be um, at the beginning of the summer, uh, it is uh, a time in which, you know, uh, we haven't felt in about a year and a half. Uh, so we have, a, uh, it, I know that, that there is a, a huge, you know, I, I don't want to call it flushing sound, <laughs> but people have been backed up for so long trying to figure out what to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. Golfers are out uh, trying to find uh, their tea times. Uh, uh, many people are shopping at uh, flea markets and the outdoor market just opened up over on Kirgily Park for us. Uh, there are so many outdoor activities that people really wanted to get back to. And now is a time in which they can. Last summer, wasn't it, there just wasn't that time. Everyone was in uh, was, was trying to figure out how to make sure that they were avoiding uh, COVID. Uh, so it is it, it is a different time right now. And I call it, so, in some respects, the twilight zone. 
uh, because uh, everyone is kind of in it. They're in this weird space. Uh, we realize that uh, COVID is not officially gone. We also grieve some of those that we lost mm -hmm. uh, during that time period because we haven't been with people. Uh, now that we are with friends, family and friends, we can talk about all of those uh, folks that we lost. Uh, and so, and in addition to that, unfortunately, uh, we've, we've, uh, we've lost a couple of others. Uh, one we'll talk about, and the other one people may not know, uh, his name uh, is, uh, is, is Robert Miller who uh, was uh, a, an employee at our wastewater plant uh, and, uh, and he passed um, at a hospital uh, due to COVID. Uh, and um, uh, it, uh, it, it was a, a very, um, uh, I had a conversation with his wife uh, and they, he leaves three kids and a wife um, uh, and, and he passed way too early. Uh, and, um, and expired in about seven to eight days uh, uh -huh. after learning he had um, contracted uh, the virus. So we still have people that are leaving us way too early. Um, uh, and, and so promoting uh, the, the ability to come together also comes with uh, some of the, the issues uh, that are uh, the complications that COVID that still linger with COVID. Obviously, you know, very sorry to hear about anyone who we lost to COVID-19, uh, you know, a city employee that obviously was was loved by his family and loved by a lot of people. But, you know, it, it's not something that and, and, we're, and, we're, we're past. It, we're just not past it yet. Yes. And and um, and quite frankly, this is the kind of staff member that everyone loved. Um, and he was a team player. Uh, he really regarded uh, his his service to keep uh, our water safe as a part of his job because he knew uh, that he needed to be on watch to ensure uh, that our water supply uh, was, was clean, was uh, available, and uh, the access points uh, were always not impeded. And so uh, he felt that way, uh, that that was a service, not just a job uh, that he was providing to the city of Elkhart. Uh, and, and people uh, in his group, his team loved him. And so uh, that is the very first uh, staff member that we've lost uh, to COVID, uh, although many uh, had been stricken by it, even my family. Uh, but we, um, uh, we keep on going and we are, we are, we're here to provide uh, for the spaces for people to be able to know that we're, we're serving them. And so, yeah, uh, we're, not on, we're, we're not on the other, we're not completely on the mm -hmm. other side of this until we reach vaccine levels that allow us uh, to be able to have this herd immunity. And and that is still uh, one of our goals. So uh, while we're on this subject and we get a chance to talk about it, um, you know, didn't really get a chance to catch up when the news broke. But obviously, you know, former Mayor Dave Miller passed away as well. He was someone that obviously loved this community an awful lot, gave a lot of himself to mm -hmm. Elkhart over his life. And I mean, you know, you, you knew him and, and you worked with him. And yeah, that was that was news mm -hmm. that hit everyone pretty hard. Yes, it was. Uh, I think it, it hit um, it hit obviously our community uh, as public service servants that are elected. Uh, and I worked with him eight years and my very first eight years on city council 
uh, was uh, was under uh, his administration. Second eight was under Dick Moore's administration. Uh, and uh, we had a relationship. And then uh, obviously in 2019, uh, we were on opposing sides um, vying for this office. Uh, but what's interesting is that um, uh, one thing that he did say during the campaign is that uh, you never know what occurs when you sit in the seat. And now I have a greater appreciation of the level of service that he had, given that I am mayor. Uh, and it is, um, uh, it is nothing short of uh, an amazing extension of, of yourself as a servant uh, to uh, 52,000 uh, that live inside of our, our municipal boundaries. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, uh, there's a, a, a grief level uh, that, uh, that people don't understand until you served. Uh, but it is also um, an opportunity for us to, uh, to as a city, acknowledge uh, the, uh, not just the level of service, uh, but um, uh, be able to uh, support uh, his wife and kids uh, along the way. Well, and you guys did some great things during during Mayor Miller's tenure, and it was you know especially towards the end of it that was a it was a really interesting time. As last year it was two thousand seven, it was just ahead of the recession. Elkhart was in kind of a weird position. We could kind of see where the bubble was going to burst, but it hadn't quite happened yet. And mm-hmm. still, a lot of great stuff came out of it. I mean, uh, you, you want to see the the effort that he put into his office? You know, go over to the Whalefield Botanical Gardens and just you know, take a look around. I mean. That was that was you guys, your time on council and his administration that made mm-hmm. that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, what I found out um, uh, in a very humbling way, uh, my administration and what we were able to do is really a product of, of former administrations. Uh, Tim uh, Neese uh, handed off the baton in his four years to this administration. And, and some of the things that um, I'm hopeful that we'll uh, come to maturity uh, very soon uh, are things that um, have been teed up, uh, just as uh, Dick Moore's administration teed up opportunities for Tim. Um, uh, Mayor Perrin's administration teed up opportunities uh, for Dave Miller. Uh, and whether or not you take the banner and create more is up to your administration. Your leadership kind of uh, shows through. Uh, I think in all cases, uh, in those four mayors, uh, the leadership came through and uh, the Riverwalk, uh, uh, what was going on with the learner? The learner was purchased and came into the city under the the um, uh, the parent administration. Uh, And so some of the financial funding tools uh, that were um, already in place, uh, Mayor Miller stepped right into. Uh, or Dave stepped right into, uh, but the you cannot argue uh, the the areas in which you have to serve while you're doing these other projects, and so um, I, there there are a lot of things that uh, came to a, a level of maturity under uh, under Dave Miller, and we appreciate his service and his guidance and. Uh, in being a part of that, uh, a part of that effort, and as the council was as well, uh, uh, and 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 obviously uh, the same will go for uh, the next administration relative to uh, what what we're trying to do under 
our administration. Uh, so uh, mayors have a fond way of understanding uh, what, uh, what, what they offered uh, to an effort that was a collective effort around, uh, around the city. And Dave uh, made sure that um, uh, he was uh, offering that as well under, under his administration. And uh, we respectfully ran against one another uh, but we understood uh, what what a level of service was. And so uh, his passing uh, is grief written uh, from our vantage point, uh, but his level of service to you, the things that you just spoke of and the things I just spoke of uh, is, uh, is, is, is important as well. When you become public figures, uh, it becomes a part of you in a way uh, that is very difficult to describe. Uh, and so the, grie the, the grieving piece of it uh, is in different compartments for those who knew him personally, uh, not as mayor, just as Dave Miller, uh, and those that knew him only as Mayor Dave Miller. Uh, and so those perspectives are all uh, brought to bear uh, uh, now that he was 62, uh, way too young uh, to pass. Uh, and uh, this particular virus has taken some good ones from us. Uh, and we need to make sure that we are acknowledge, we, we acknowledge and respect the virus, and we also uh, acknowledge and respect and, and uh, grieve in support of each other together uh, around the loss of the, individual that the individuals that the virus has taken, Dave included. Uh, Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson, uh, Mondays with the Mayor continue here on The Beat. We're going to take a quick break and be right back on The Heart, 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Keeping an eye on what's happening in your backyard, it's back to On The Beat with Carl Stutzman. And back here on the beat on the Heart 1340 AM 1019FM Monday with the Mayor Continues, Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson, uh, talking a little bit of COVID stuff there before the break. And uh, interestingly enough, one of the things that's going to be on the agenda for the city very soon is how they are going to handle some of the COVID spending money that's coming their way via the American Relief Package. Uh, you know, Mayor Robertson, I, I know that there has been, you know, a lot of funding that's been made available to municipalities, city governments, county governments uh, all across the country through this. Uh, what's going on, you know, within the halls of uh, of uh, Elkhart right now as far as where that spending is going to go and what you guys are doing with it? Well, it is. Um, uh, first of all, uh, we're in a we're in a, a space where uh, government um, and the services that we provide. Um, has never had access uh, to a level of, uh, of funding uh, that's above and beyond uh, the, um, uh, the budgets that we have um, in lifetimes. Uh, and I, I'm a member of the Northern Indiana Mayor's Roundtable. I'm the treasurer, ironically, uh, in my first year in office. And I, was, I spent Friday with um, 35 Friday a week ago with um, with 30 mayors uh, who uh, are all um, uh, trying their best uh, to figure out what the American Rescue Plan will will be uh, available when it will be available to them and and uh, and then uh, what type of projects uh, they will be able to embark upon. Uh, we are not unlike them in Elkhart. 
uh, and in our in in our mindset, there there's a uh, there's some guidelines that we've been given uh, that uh, allows us some latitude on how we uh, can deploy the dollars. Uh, but uh, they're primarily uh, there in order for our community to put COVID in our rear view and get as fast as we can beyond uh, the virus. So there's some specific uh, areas around where we can spend uh, to, um, to, to get our community vaccinated and beyond the virus. And then there are uh, areas of, of infrastructure that we can spend on, which are water related and broadband related uh, that, we can, uh, that, we can, that we can work through uh, that particular uh, threshold. Uh, and so relative to communication, relative to um, uh, water. Uh, we're looking at uh, projects uh, that, uh, uh, that speak to, to, to both of them. Uh, and we're planning uh, to sit down with all of our, all of our partners uh, to, uh, uh, to literally uh, do the same that, uh, that have these particular opportunities. Um, uh, for instance, um, uh, there are there's a there there's a, a there's some dollars uh, that uh, that are available in a competitive format, uh, and, and there are non-competitive grants and competitive grants. And based on your city size uh, and our city size, uh, it, uh, we receive a direct what they call community block grant dollars. Uh, and because we receive direct community block grant dollars, um, and uh, we are a non-compete uh, funding uh, entity, a government entity uh, for these these federal this federal American Rescue Plan uh, um, uh, allotment, or if you will, and our city will uh, will receive just short of of $18 million, uh, which is 20% of our budget. Uh, so um, uh, it allows us to, to one, uh, take a look at um, uh, those two areas, and two, um, uh, begin to measure where we are uh, against the, uh, the COVID uh, dollars. So I, against the COVID virus. So what we're doing is we're planning in the area of, of, uh, of public health and economic impacts. Uh, we are also planning in the area of, they allow for revenue loss because of COVID. So um, obviously there were some areas where uh, property taxes were impacted. Um, there were areas where road and street revenue uh, that we get uh, uh, were impacted. Edit, um, uh, which is a funding stream revenue stream for the city was impacted. So we can replace that revenue with this amount of dollars. And we are working through to see exactly uh, what that looks like uh, for us. Uh, and it was actually based on based on 2019 uh, year. Um, and so, so as you can see, um, uh, those, uh, those areas in which we considered our employees as essential, mm -hmm. uh, that which primarily was our entire department. Uh, we can look at um, premium pay against those essential employees. 
um, that's one of the areas that they've allowed us some latitude uh, in, uh, in spending. What we would like to do as a city is review all of the current projects that allow us to be able to build a platform uh, for us to move our economic development window as a, as a seed investment uh, for additional um, funding opportunities, revenue opportunities, uh, and hopefully uh, we can accelerate growth in the city. It's an amazing opportunity to do so. Uh, and we're looking at all of the projects that we currently had as a part of the vision uh, to see if it fits within these guidelines. Well, we will be watching closely, and uh, hopefully, we'll uh, you know uh, we'll get we'll get word on that when some decisions are made. Good luck. I mean, that sounds like I mean, it sounds like it's it's a little bit convoluted, and um, it's not exactly going to be the easiest thing to figure out. But that's kind of how this money with the government comes. Uh, there's always, there's always, it always feels like there's a, there's a, some sort of like addendum attached to it. You've got to, you've got to focus in the right places and get it and get the spending down. So that's good news. Um, you know, before we get too far into this segment too, uh, I want to talk about uh, downtown a little bit because we are officially mm-hmm. into the spring season. People are out and about. I've been noticing a lot of people walking around downtown the past couple of days. And uh, I know downtown safety is a big part of what your administration has been focusing on. Yeah, you know, Elkhart has always uh, had a sense of community, and we are still building uh, that relationship. I mean, when we uh, renovated the Learner and opened it up, I mean, there was a sense of uh, of destination for it. Um, we had uh, many events that um, uh, that we had in 2018 and uh, and uh, in 2019. Uh, and obviously, uh, the events went dark in 2020. Jazz Fest, the, the race, uh, go kart race, uh, bike night. There were multiple different events that we just couldn't do. Uh, so, we want, as we bring back events and make out and, uh, the downtown a destination place, uh, we want to make sure that um, uh, for the people who would be coming to events and for our merchants who are there 365 days of the year. Uh, that they have uh, a safe place to do business in, uh, and um, uh, and we have uh, the opportunity for to build density into our downtown. The more density that you build, with density meaning people being there, people walking around, businesses coming there, uh, the the less um, safety concerns that people have because people are there. Uh, until that occurs, uh, we're working with. Uh, the perception of downtown as we see it now. Uh, we want to make sure that we provide um, uh, 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 safety uh, as a, a staple, an anchor, uh, and hopefully uh, people won't see what we're doing, uh, but we'll be able to fill it. Uh, so we want to light up areas that are dimly lit. Uh, we want to remove uh, the obstacles, maybe bushes and trees, uh, that could obscure vision uh, so that people can see in front of them and behind them. Uh, we want to make sure uh, that we we have uh, an officer present, a presence uh, that is downtown, uh, and uh, we're looking at uh, hiring public safety officers, not full police officers, uh, because the public safety officers uh, can arrest 
at certain times of the day, but they aren't uh, um, uh, full-fledged police officers because we've been having a difficult time uh, recruiting police officers and as all uh, municipalities have. That particular um, uh, position or job is taking a, a real beating and we're working to, to change the perception, but we can in the interim uh, look at downtown as a specific area and put them on on bike patrols on in golf carts uh, in order for people to be able to see them. We also are looking at providing safety centers uh, similar to what would be on a college campus where you press a button and it, it will be directly dis, uh, go to dispatch and officers can be dispatched from those calls um, where they will also have a camera uh, and and we will prosecute false alarms. Uh, and so we want to strategically place those in areas where people can feel as though uh, uh, as a call away from uh, a, a, a someone that can assist them at a moment's notice. And so we want to look at our entire downtown area and strategically place all of these different layers, well-lit areas, uh, public safety officers, safety centers, uh, in order to make sure that people can literally be able to feel that they're not there alone. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's not something that we want to do on a temporary basis. We want to do it in a, a level of, of permanence and e make it evolve as density increase increases so that people have a sense that um, they have somebody with them. Whether If people see more people there, I guarantee you uh, the perception of safety will will uh, absolutely increase. Uh, I would love to dissect this issue more. Uh, we'll have to talk about the homeless problem again, <laughs> but unfortunately, we are we are out of time on that one. I uh, I appreciate oh. you. I appreciate you jumping on with us this week. Uh, we'll uh, we'll find a way to uh, not have enough time to talk about everything next week. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Hey, listen, um, I, uh, I hopefully everyone had a wonderful Memorial Day, which we didn't get a chance to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was wonderful seeing people out at the parade. It was a well-attended parade. And I want people to really enjoy um, their summer. Uh, and please be respectful of the virus and make sure you get vaccinated uh, if you're not vaccinated. And, uh, and let's enjoy the summer together. Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson, Mondays with the Mayor. Appreciate you as always. We'll catch up next week. Sounds good. All right. And uh, that is uh, going to be it for uh, our section of the show with the Mayor. Got a little bonus coming up for you here to finish things out on this Monday. Next on The Beat. Podcasts by Federated Media.